Richard Scarry's Busy Busy World. Are you like teacher? Sure. Say what? Pip Pip goes to London. Pip Pip Cat went to London to seek his fame and fortune in the service of the Queen. First, he went to the Tower of London to see if he could be a beef eater, which means a guardian of the Queen's jewels. No, they didn't need any more guards. When he went to the Queen's palace, the guard wouldn't talk to him. He was too busy guarding the Queen. At the Admiralty, where they guard the Queen's navy, he was afraid of being stepped upon, and so he quickly left. Pip-Pip was very sad. He wouldn't be able to serve the queen after all. The queen must be very sad too, he said to himself. She has lost her ring. He passed a fountain in which people had thrown pennies for good luck. He saw something which didn't look like a penny. It was golden. It glittered. It was a ring. Maybe it was the queen's ring. He showed it to a policeman. They hurried off to see the queen. It was, the, it was the queen's ring. She was very happy to have it back. The queen made Pip-Pip the queen's guard of her majesty's fountains. Every day he scooped out the good luck pennies. The queen used the money to buy food for the poor stray cats who had no homes and lived in alleys. Wasn't she a nice queen? Couscous, the Algerian detective. Couscous was the best detective in Algiers. He was very good at disguising himself to look like someone else. Couscous is in disguise as he walks past the robber's den. That's him! That's him! There he is. Pepe le gangster. He is trying to think of a way to get inside the robber's den and capture Pepe and his band of dirty rats. Can you tell which one is Couscous? No, you can't, because Couscous is so good at disguising himself. Suddenly, Couscous had a good idea. He hurried back to the police station, there he is, where his cat and mouse assistants were waiting. He took off his disguise and told of his plan. Remy, gotta sit down so Calvin can see. You have a very clever plan, Couscous, they all agreed. That night, when it was dark, a small group came to the door of the robber's den and knocked. Knock, knock, knock. Who is knocking at my door, growled Pepe le gangster. It is I, the pretty dancing girl Fatima, with my troop of musicians. A soft, sweet voice answered. We have come to entertain you. Come on in, said Pepe. He opened the door and let them in. Oh, how beautifully Fatima danced. She was magnificent. More, more, shouted Pepe. I have more for you, said Fatima, but first I must blindfold you, as I have a big surprise. So she blindfolded Pepe, and the robbers led them out the door. Into the police wagon. The robbers were prisoners. They had been captured by that clever master of disguise, Couscous. My, that Couscous is a clever fellow. Ernst, the Swiss mountain climber. Ernst goat could climb up mountains. He could climb down mountains, too. Heidi Goat had a cow who could climb up mountains, but her cow couldn't climb down. One day, when Ernst was playing, his Alphorn Heidi came running and said, My cow has climbed the mountain again. 
Ernst climbed up the mountain. This is the last time I will bring Heidi's cow down from the mountain, he said. He tied a rope around the cow and started to lower her to the meadow below. Suddenly, he slipped and fell. Ah! Ernst caught a branch with his axe just in time. I will never again climb that mountain to bring your cow down, he said. The very next day, Heidi came to Ernst and said, My cow has climbed the mountain again. Ernst grabbed his rope and axe. This is the last time I will bring your cow down from the mountain, he said. I wonder if it was. Sergeant Yukon of the Canadian Mounties. It was a peaceful day in the Gold West, away up in the Can Canadian Northwest. The door to Sergeant Yukon's police station suddenly flew open. Klondike Kid and Tundra Pete are back in town, said Grubstake Moose. That meant trouble, for they were the two meanest men in all Canada. Sergeant Yukon ran to the door and looked out. Everyone was running down the street as fast as they go could go. Everyone was afraid of those two bullies. But Sergeant Yukon wasn't afraid. I shall take care of them, he said to himself as he marched bravely up the street. Just look at the ugly Klondike kid. He has taken a lollipop away from a little girl, and she's crying. And just... Look at that mean Tundra Pete, splashing that nice old lady's dress. Oh, doesn't he think it's funny? You are both mean bullies, he said to Sar said Sergeant Yukon. I am taking you to jail. But look out, Sergeant Yukon, I think they mean to hit you. Oh, Sergeant Yukon ducked just in time. Sergeant Yukon dragged them off to jail, and they stayed there until they learned not to be bullies anymore. A castle in Denmark. Here are some rules that you must obey if you live in a castle, or even if you live in a house. Keep a light burning so that the witches who live in your castle can find their way home at night. Don't land your helicopter on the roof. Be careful where you fly your kite. Behave yourself at the dinner table. Don't run in your castle or house. All ghosts must put sheets in the washing machine when they get dirty. All witches must put their brooms away when they have finished with them. When, the meet, when they meet the king and the queen, boys should bow and girls should curtsy. Don't lean out of windows, you might fall out. Wipe off your muddy feet before you enter the castle. Keep your suit of armor well oiled so that you won't squeak. Don't leave things on the stairs where people can trip on them. Don't shoot the cannons without permission. Don't climb inside cannons unless you are a cannonball. Do not fish in the moat. Feed the dragon when he is hungry. Don't be naughty. Naughty people must sit in the dungeon. Don't let down the drawbridge to strangers. If you are coming to visit, make sure the drawbridge is down before you try and cross it. <laughs> Schmudge, the German chimney sweep. Schmudge cleaned the soot from chimneys, and quite naturally he got very dirty every day. He looked like a little cloud of black smoke as he walked down the street. He came to Frau Washerman's house to clean her chimney. She just loved to have things clean. Why, she had just put her laundry, washed her laundry, and was putting it out to dry. Oh, goody, she said. Go up to the roof, but don't you dare put any paw prints on my clean walls. 
Schmudge walked up to the roof. The Frau's little boy, Hans, followed him. Schmudge walked out onto the roof and looked to see how dirty the chimney was. It was very dirty. Little Hans couldn't see where he was going. Achang, shouted a boy who was passing by on his bicycle. Achang, look out. Oh, too late. Little Hans had slipped and fallen. Brave Schmudge leaped after him and caught him. Down they fell. Yeah, bath. Down, down they fell into Frau Washerman's clean white laundry. Frau Washerman came running out of her kitchen. You have ruined my laundry, she shrieked. But when she saw that Schmudge had saved her little Hans, she didn't care. Schmudge went home and took a bath. Wow, he's a white cat. Hans, the Dutch plumber. Hans lived in Holland. Somehow or other, Hans always managed to come home from work soaking wet. This made his wife very angry. Sometimes he would get wet because he forgot his umbrella. Sometimes he got wet fixing a leaky pipe. But he really got wet when he didn't look where he was going and fell into a canal. Now much of the land of Holland is below the sea level. The people built dikes to keep the seawater out of it. If a dike were to get a hole in it, the water would pour through the hole, and all the land would be covered with water and fish. <gasps> One day, Hans saw a big leak in the dike. There was water pouring through it. A tourist was waiting to take a picture of something, someone putting something in the hole to stop the leak in the dike. Hans put the tourist in the hole to stop the leak in the dike. Now the tourist is not the best thing for fixing leaks, so Hans rode off to get some bags of sand. When he returned, he took the tourist out of the hole and filled the hole with the bags of sand. The burgomaster ha gave Hans a medal. His wife was very pleased. He had fixed the biggest leak ever, and he had, hadn't got the little bit, littlest bit wet. On his way home, it started to rain. He had remembered to bring his umbrella. He would arrive home nice and dry. Today his wife wouldn't be angry with him. But wait, Hans doesn't see that bridge is open. His wife is very angry. Pierre, the Paris policeman. Pierre was directing traffic when suddenly he heard someone shout, Stop that robber! Stop that robber! A robber had stolen some jewels from a store. The robber ran to his car. Pierre hopped on his bicycle and chased after the robber. He blew his whistle furiously. Through the crowded streets they raced. Oops, I think we missed a page. Suddenly, the robber's car crashed into a sidewalk cafe. The robber ran into the restaurant. Pierre followed him in. Into the kitchen. Where's the robber? He roared at the chef. The chef hadn't seen any robber. Poor Pierre, he had lost the robber. Mmm, that soup you are cooking smells good, said Pierre. May I taste it? He put in his paw. Look what he had found. The robber! The robber had hidden in the soup. Before Pierre took the robber away to be punished, they all had some soup. This is the best soup ever, said the chef to the robber. 
Perhaps after you have been punished for stealing, you will come back and help me make soup all the time. We will call it robber soup. Everyone thought that was a good idea. Professor Dig and his Egyptian mummy. Professor Dig had been out on the desert all day digging. He dug and dug until finally, to his great joy, he dug up a beautiful mummy. He would bring it to the Cairo Museum where everyone could come and look at it and say, Ooh, ah, it was that beautiful. The professor was very hot and thirsty when he arrived in Cairo. He decided that he would stop at Alibaba's restaurant to have cold lemonade. Will you watch my mummy for a few minutes while I sit and drink a cold glass of lemonade? The professor asked Alibaba. Now Alibaba couldn't see very well. He thought that the professor's mummy was the professor's real life mother. What kind of a son is that who will leave his mother standing after a hot trip while he sits down and has a cold lemonade? Said Ali to the mummy. You must be very tired. Permit me to sit you in a chair. Alibaba put the mummy in the chair. Oh, you poor woman, said Ali. You are so stiff from your long journey, you can't even bend or sit down. Perhaps if you were to lie down with your feet in the air, you would feel better. Ah, yes, I can see you are looking better already, he said. Your dress is a little dusty, though. Let me dust you off. Yes, you are looking much, much better. Ah, the music is playing in the palm room. Dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum. Have I this dance while we uh, are waiting for your son? Dum-de-dum. Ah, madame, you are a delightful dancer. Just as the professor came along, he thanked Ali for taking care of his mummy and carried it away. Oh, how that boy treats his poor old mother, said Ali. Imagine carrying her on his head. I wouldn't treat my mummy that way, would you? He thinks he's saying mommy, but it's really a mummy.